Hello, it's the March 15th episode of Mindful Bipolar. My name is Damien. Thank you for listening. Uh, I've been listening a lot to a lot of Mac Miller lately, and, um, you know, the the song that started the episode, Self Care, it's a good one, but uh, there's a, a song he did called 2009. These are all on the Swimming album, uh, and... You know, he talks about, it ain't 2009 no more. You know, I, I know what's behind that door. Uh, for me, you know, it's it, it's not 2016 anymore, but I do know what's behind that door. And 2016 was the last time that I was not having uh, consistently stable moods. Um... And I absolutely know, you know, what's behind that door because for many years I was, I was not stable. I was not, uh, engaged in these self-care practices that I've been doing that I've talked about on this show. Um, and I, I do not, do not want to go back there. And I also know how easy it would be to fall into a... A horrible crippling depression again or how quickly and easy it is to get manic again and lose weeks if not months of your life dealing with an episode and the aftermath of that episode so I have to be very very careful like we all do you know with bipolar disorder um, you know and yeah I've talked about all these things I've been doing these uh, self-care practices but you know the number one thing, really, I have to believe it's because I have been taking my medicine as prescribed for a couple of years now. I have also not had an episode in a couple of years now. Uh, and, you know, it's, I guess it's, I've learned that I'm, I'm fortunate that I can, A, afford my medicine, be, have a good psychiatrist that I can talk to about the medicine, about the treatment, about whether the meds are working or they're not working, to go on different ones, and, you know, also to have the ability to switch meds maybe midstream and be able to afford another medicine. I am, you know, I do collect disability, so I have uh, Social Security benefits, because I am not working right now. I haven't had a full-time job for uh, about five years. But I do have some, you know, uh, some things that I am very fortunate and grateful for as far as the meds and the doctor. But, uh, you know, medicine, you know, I, I know on the the last episode I was talking about how I went to see my psychiatrist and I was going to talk to him about going down on doses or getting off a medicine or two, which I did have that appointment. And I did speak with him about those things, which I talked about. Um, but I, you know, the medicine, if it's working, it's working. I'm, I've had a pretty damn good life for two years. Yeah, you know, I, 
I'll complain about the side effects like like we all do the side effects of any medicine, whether it makes you tired or sleepy or uh you know, you have a low amount of energy or you eat too much or you don't eat enough. But you know what? The side effects of not taking the medicine medicine that works for you well those side effects are so much worse seriously you know i you know i think back <laughs> the years i talked about where i wasn't stable i was hospitalized more than a dozen times i lost years of my life you know times that i could good times i could have spent with my daughters and i just wasn't myself i didn't know who I was. I wasn't taking meds consistently. I wasn't engaged in any of the other self-care practices. But for whatever reason, I just I lost years of my life because of my episodes, because of my depressions, and because of my manias. I do not want to lose another day of my life because of an episode, much less years of my life. So I have not missed... A dose of my meds. You know, I told you a few a few doses I missed here and there, but consistently I have been taking them. You know, and I was I am grateful too for a friend of mine who I the other day I was like, I'm not gonna take my meds today. You know, I was feeling a little hypomatic. I maybe I don't need them. I'll be okay. And she said she recommended that I take them. She, she thought maybe I should. And you know, I thank her. Thank you, Becky, for telling me that and for saying that because I did take my meds that day. And, you know, another med, I've been trying to get off the trazodone for sleep. I'm like, why Why do I need a sleeping pill? We we all, most of us are able to fall asleep and, and get a good night's sleep. I should be able to do that. Well, yeah, you know, some of us can, you know, but... There's a reason why that med was prescribed for me. I was having a very difficult time sleeping for a while, for months, if not a year or so. And not sleeping is so very important for us. You know, one night of not sleeping or a couple nights of not sleeping well, you're talking about hypomania and then mania if the hypomania is not dealt with, you know, correctly, properly. I do not want to go back there. I do not. So, you know, I've I've been able to lower the dose of the trazodone, but, you know, for like four or five nights, I didn't take it, and I was not sleeping well. And I was definitely on my way. I, I know, and some of my friends know, I was on my way to, to Mania, because they've been there too. And what my friend said to me, she said, maybe... You should take it if you need it. Yeah. Right? If I need it. You know, maybe not every night. But not five nights in a row, Damien, when you're not sleeping. And then you're hypomanic and manic and, and doing other and making other bad decisions with your life. Um, so I, I thank her again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm... I was definitely, I was definitely hypomanic for, uh, I don't know, a, a week or, or so. Um, 
there were some other factors besides the meds involved in that. I was away from home, you know, away, I'm off my schedule. Uh, you know, for, I, I'm pretty, I like to have things where I put them and like to do things when I do them and where I do them. So when I'm not at home and I'm somewhere else, I can't do those things. I, I'm thrown off my schedule a little bit, but, you know, taking my meds, Absolutely, number one. Exercise, you know, number two. I mean, even being away, I'm away from my treadmill here. I was still walking, you know, taking long walks in the mornings most days. And that definitely, definitely helps me so much. Helps all of us exercise with our moods and our energy, you know, and and our diet. Um, We have a clearer head about things and we can think better, you know, more logically about things, I think, after exercising, like our brain is working at a, at a better pace, at a better rate, um, there is, there is a really, really great, uh, podcast called Brainstorm 9000, and there's an episode called, uh, Exercise and the Brain, I believe it's the next to last one that they put out, Brainstorm 9,000, it's a very good episode, and uh, if you're interested in making exercise a part of your daily routine or weekly routine, or want to learn more about how it affects the brain, I highly recommend that podcast, uh, it's very good. I, uh, I read an article just the other day on the psychcentral.com blog, and the article was titled, what does it cost if we stop taking our medicine? And uh, the the gentleman that wrote it, George Hoffman, you know, he said in the summer of 2002, he chose to stop taking his medicine the way his doctor prescribed it. And then eventually didn't take any medicine at all. And then as a result, his illness became an emergency. You know, nine hours in the ICU, four days in a private room, inpatient psychiatric care, a bill that topped out at $65,000. You know, and a a Medco study found that only 50% to 65% of patients with chronic conditions take their medication as directed. You know, so what does a non-compliant person who does not take their medicine, what what happens? Well, you know, it often leads to the condition worsening. And I can tell you that firsthand, absolutely. I mean, it's not easy to go off medicines. You you will have to stop, to quit doing anything. You know, there are going to be several days usually where it's, they're not the greatest days if you're used to doing something for so long. But, you know, psych meds... You know, you're talking about, uh, you know, conditions worsening, higher costs of doctor visits, emergency room visits, hospitalizations. So, if you are prescribed meds, I will definitely say that you should take them, at least talk to your doctor, be honest with your doctor and your therapist about the medicine, about whether or not you're taking them as prescribed and what else you are doing that may be contributing to your moods 
uh, worsening or getting better. You know, just that honest discussion is is so so critical. Um, you know, we, you know, medicines of course cost money, but like George Hoffman said, the cost of psychiatric inpatient care and emergency room visits and everything else topping out at like sixty some thousand dollars. Well, that's significantly more than what you'd be paying for medicine. And and the time that you spend in the ICU, in the ER, in in a, a psych ward, you don't want to lose that time. You want that time to do, do the things that you want to do, to be around the ones that you love, to do positive, enriching things in your life. You don't want to lose time in your life because of your bipolar, because you're not taking care of it in the best way that you can. You know, the other thing I'll say, you know, yes, absolutely, that talk, the talking with your doctor, the honesty with your doctor, it took me, geez, I don't know, I think seven or eight psychiatrists until I found the one that I have been seeing now for about uh, eight years. I mean, I'm not going to say that any of the former psychiatrists were bad doctors, but they just, I just didn't feel like they were the best doctor for me. And the doc I have now is definitely, I feel, the best doc for me. And I know a lot of the good things in my relationship with my doctor has come about because I have been compliant with my meds and I have been doing the other self-care things. But, you know, he's just, he's a good guy and he's honest. He's available to me if I ever need him uh, by phone. I just leave him a message. Um, I feel comfortable going there. I even talk to the secretaries when I go there. And uh, he answers any questions I have and he just... I always feel like he has time for me and that he is concerned about my well-being, about my health, and about my my ability to be a good dad and and a good friend to everyone and son. Um, so, you know, if if you're seeing a doc and you're not sure about the doctor, you're not you don't really like them, maybe because of what they tell you, what they prescribe, or where they're located. Um, You know, definitely seek out a good doctor. Ask friends. Get on uh, the DBSA website or another site where people talk about psychiatrists and, and doctors. Do some research. But, you know, finding a good doc is definitely a, a good, great, beneficial thing for us in the treatment of our illness, and uh, in all of us having good lives, you know, absolutely. Um, You know, I I did talk about briefly a little bit on uh, the past episode that I had smoked marijuana a couple times, you know, I had been clean uh, for uh, almost two years before that, and, and, you know, for me, it's, I can't, I have a hard time doing anything just a little bit. You know, it always has to be all out or no. And 
it's the same with with marijuana for me. Uh, if I have it on me, I'm gonna smoke it, and I'm gonna smoke it all day. Uh, so that has not happened, but I know it will, and I because I know what's behind that door. Thank you, Mac. I do, I do, I do, because I've lived it for years. You know, I'm recovering. I'm a recovering addict, and I'm recovering from a horrible fucking past that I do not want to go back to in any way. You know, and uh, I I read another uh, blog post I read on PsychCentral.com is about the use of cannabis and bipolar. You know, they, they, what the doctor, the doctor says, Candida Fink, she's an MD, she says that cannabis use results in higher rates of depression. That is well established. Also, there's association between cannabis use and the onset of psychosis. And the higher the level of cannabis use, the higher the risk of psychosis occurring. Yeah, so... Yeah, like anything in life, if you do it sparingly or once a month or something, it's not going to have a horrible, you're not going to have horrible side effects or an aftermath from it. But, you know, for me, for any of us who smoke heavily, I used to smoke heavily, yeah. And the risk of psychosis, yes. I got psychotic many, many times. I mean, it was, was... Often not just marijuana, but definitely, you know, I know if I would smoke too much, my head would start spinning and I'd start hearing things and the music would sound better, but the walls would be, uh, you know, coming in on me or I'd be trying to drive and the road was just wide and went on for, you know, for thousands of miles. Like, it just affects your brain, affects anyone's brain, but for those of us with bipolar it just it has a you know a more significant effect so saying all that i i do miss smoking weed you know regularly uh i did you know i did kind of like it the the times that i did it but i yeah it just it made me remember and made me think about things from my past that I do not want to go back to. I do not want to go back to. So I'm taking my meds every day. You know, the other thing I will I will recommend to you, if you don't have one already, definitely get a pill case that you can put your meds in. They're there for when you take them each day. You already have them, you know, take, you, you dump them out of the bottle, put them in the pill case. They're already... Um, my pill case, I have morning and evening side, so I do take meds in the morning and at night. You know, when I was, I guess when I was first diagnosed, and it was, this is going back, you know, 20-some years ago, I never had a, a pill case. I just, I had the pill bottles, I put them on top of the fridge, and it, if I remembered to take them, if I wanted to take them, then I guess I would, but it wasn't very often. You know, with the pill case, you could look at the days, like, and if you miss a day, like, oh, I missed that day. Maybe I should take them, or maybe I could talk to my doctor about what to do about missing that med dose. But it's, 
you know, it's like a little calendar of pills for you that, you know, you only really have to fill uh, once a week. And, and I think it simplifies our lives a little bit, makes things a little bit easier. And also, you know, the pill case, I think, helps us, helps with our treatment and with our self-care, that we are taking care of ourselves. I put my meds in a pill case. I am more likely to take them. Um, you know, I, I highly, highly recommend it. I don't think that I've mentioned this before, but another thing that I do every day and I have been doing every day for the past couple of years, I drink a lot of water. And when I say a lot of water, I'm talking like eight, uh, plastic bottles of water, like that you that you buy like in a case or that you would buy at a store. I drink a lot of water and uh I've you know, I don't remember where or how I heard about that, but uh it definitely, you know, I really think that also helps. I mean, you know, we should definitely drink a lot of water when we take our meds, but you know, throughout the day I think it just uh it keeps the body functioning better and it keeps our brain working better um so you know know, something else I I definitely do anywhere I go I have a bottle of water whether whether I'm in my car or I'm laying in bed at night reading I have a bottle of water there you know uh I always I I drink drink a lot of water I drink a lot of Powerade too um, Powerade Zero, you know, no calories, but, you know, something, a different taste, um, uh, I, I do like the Powerades, um, another thing that I, that I do almost every day is I take a short nap where I am able to just lay on my couch, close my eyes, and for about 10 or 15 minutes, I am just relaxed and I'm not worried about what's happened in the morning or what's to come later or thinking about what I want to do or what I need to do or bills I have to pay or places I have to go. I am just present for that 10-15 minutes, eyes closed, relaxing and calm. And I always get up after that short nap and feel recharged and renewed, and along with the other things, it definitely helps give me a better day, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm able to just function better, think better, and say the right things, and make good decisions about my day, about my life, and with, and about the ones that I love, uh, I really do thank you all for listening. I hope, uh, you know, I do hope this podcast is helpful to you all. I always encourage and tell people you can email me at any time. Six.steelstrings at gmail.com. I watched a really great movie the other night called uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. It was about, you know, the band Queen, go figure, and the life of Freddie Mercury and... It was just a very powerful movie. I mean, what he went through and what he overcame 
and what he did with his life, you know. He said, you know, he's the champion, and he'll, he's going to keep on fighting, and he did keep on fighting until he died of AIDS at an early age, but, uh, I don't know, it gave me a, a stronger appreciation, I guess, for their music, and definitely for Freddie, I mean, I knew a lot about him, and what he had, you know, grew up Pakistani and everything else, uh, gay, uh, his teeth, but he overcame it, he believed in himself, and he did great things, and he didn't let anyone or anything get in his way, and uh, I I really like that movie, um, I'll be listening to more Queen again, um, you know, and it made me remember the movie Highlander that Queen did the soundtrack for, what a, I, I would say years ago when I watched it, I thought it was a great, great movie, but it was pretty good, but the soundtrack, that album, the Highlander soundtrack, I think it's called A Kind of Magic, I forget the name of the Queen album, but I think it's a kind of magic. It's a great, great album. That is my favorite Queen album. So, I do hope everyone is having a good week and that uh, you have good things planned for you and your loved ones and that you're taking care of yourself and, you know, making good decisions and, you know, talk to your doc, talk to your therapist, talk to your loved ones, you know, just be open and honest, and, you know, good things will come, you know, you, you, I guarantee it, you know, you have to, you have to believe in yourself, like Freddie Mercury, so, thanks again for listening, and, um, I'll be back soon, uh, I would, plan on having a guest on the next uh, Mindful Bipolar podcast. Looking forward to that. She's a great person. She has a lot that she will talk about, a lot that she's been through. And um, looking forward to that. Take care, everyone. Have a good day.